Dad, did you wash my jersey? Mom, can you sign this paper? It's for school. Is there anything else to eat? So, what's this fundraiser for? Ooh, can we stop at the library? So, when's our next Disney trip? Hey, Dad, can I ride with you? Did you record the soccer game? We are not getting a cat. The laundry is still out of control. Welcome to the Victory Catch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randa, Season 2. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I'm Rick Rando. And we're here. We made it. We're on the couch, people. We're on the couch. We've been, as always, going round and round in this world, so it does feel good to sit down for a bit and have a chat with you. Yeah, it feels great. We're going to do some questions, and we're on season two. So I I really can't believe it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I got to tell you something. Um... I'm up in my question game today. Mm, I've got a couple okay. good ones that are going to make you think oh, and inspire you and okay. pull out the good stuff on the couch today. So if you're a listener, buckle up. They're okay. going to be good today. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Good. So in case you don't know how the format works, Julie brings two questions to me. I bring two questions to her. Neither one of us have discussed the questions in advance. So all of our answers are pretty spontaneous. And hopefully we are going to inspire you today, excite you today, make you think, uh, maybe even celebrate a little bit with you today. It's going to be a good one. All right, Julie, I think I'm going to go first. Okay, great. Because I'm pumped up with my questions. So, all right, I'm just going to hit you right out of the gate right here Mm -hmm. with this one. Okay. Recently, I took our daughter to school. And we are waiting in line to drop the kids off, okay? And this lady, which she's notorious for this, she pulls up right in front of the school, okay? And she kind of, it's it's sort of like a double wide road to get into the school, one way. But she parks like right in the middle, mm. okay? Right in the middle. So you can't get around her. She opens her door and she goes around and lets her child out, which is fine. The child's probably like maybe eight, nine, and then walks her not to the school. She walks her inside of the school, which is fine. There are people out front to greet the kids. There's a resource officer there. A lot of times there's a sheriff, somebody from the sheriff's department right there. But she doesn't put her hazards on. And right past the drop-off is a parking lot that she could go into. Right. Or she could park over even on the sidewalk, which I don't know... If that's hmm. legit, but you could pull over or you could just move to the right side of the road and then take care of your child. Now, most mornings, I'm pretty chill. I don't have, you know, places to go. But that particular morning, I was in a hurry and I had to wait another, I want to say maybe minute and a half, as did all the cars behind her yeah. while she got back into her car mm-hmm. and then drove away. So... Look, that's minor in comparison to some of the things that people do when they drive. So that got me thinking, Mm -hmm. what are your biggest pet peeves while people are in their cars driving? Oh, this could be a long episode. This could be. Bring them on. I say, let's do this. My f- the first one that comes to mind is driving without a turn signal or like if you're changing lanes, not putting your signal on, that bothers me greatly. Mm. 
when I am on the beltway, like driving back home, like where I grew up, that's common. I mean, that's just another day. Um, but I do use the turn signal. And if I'm changing lanes, I also put it on. Um, that bothers me. And, and, you know, you learn kind of the aggressive defensive driving when you grow up and part of your driver's ed is to learn how to drive on the beltway. I do remember that. Um, and, you know, people kind of put their nose in if you grew up anywhere near a major, you know, highway or whatever it might be. You know, people just put the nose in and then kind of ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> Unless you you know, you're coming up on something and you sincerely don't know where you're at, which in this day and age, it's way different than the nineties, right? Because if you're driving and you don't know where you're going, chances are you have Google maps or like some type of GPS type system on telling you in two miles, you need to be in your right lane or like a mile and a half. You're going to be, you know what I mean? There's a fair warning back in the day when we were trying to, you know, look at an actual map or as time progressed map quest and, you know, you're navigating your way around, it might have hit you at the last second and gosh, you have to nose in and oh, sorry. And you give someone a, a, a like, hey, thanks. That's another pet peeve. I'll just jump right into that. My one of my really good friends, Allison, she would also have this. I remember when we were um, in, our, in our teen years, when someone wouldn't give you like a, hey, thanks, you know, like a signal, you know what mm -hmm. I'm talking about? I yeah. can't do it because we're audio, but like you raise your yeah. hand and you kind of wave like, yeah, thanks, man. When people don't do that bothers me because if you're a generous driver or really just a driver who has some sense of courtesy, you let people in from yeah. time to time. You let them in. From time to time. There are moments where I'm like, yeah, no, you've been a jerk the whole time. Wait your turn. I do have those moments. But... um. Yeah, those, okay, so when someone doesn't acknowledge that you did something kind on the road and just wave your hand like, hey man, thanks, that's one. Two would be, well, one is the turn it's signal. Turn signals, Two yeah. is, hey, you didn't give a thank you. Um, I drive a Jeep Wrangler and I there's a secret, if you will, Rick laughs at this, but there's a wave that you give each other, kind of like motorcycle riders. There's a secret Jeep wave, people. Yeah, so, you know, that is really, really fun. When people who, um, okay, this is, I'm not sounding like crazy or anything, but I would say there's maybe a 70% turnaround that someone's going to give you a wave back. When people don't, it doesn't upset me, but it makes me look forward to the next Jeep. I'll just put it that way. So huh. it's not really a driver's thing, but that made me think of it. Um, but it's a pet peeve. Yeah, I don't. I, it's, it's a like, pet peeve. Like you, you, know, you wave at somebody. You're like, "Hey, we're hey, in Jeep. We're, we're so we're cooler than everybody else." And they're it. like, Stop "Oh it. man, yeah, your Jeep isn't as cool as my well, Jeep, or yeah, whatever." Is the a reason whole underground yeah. thing about that too. But um, yeah, no, it's it's not that. It's just like, hey, you know. But I've had moments where like, um, oh, like I have a coffee in one hand. I'm oh, yeah. You you might get like a or, half of a or your husband's driving the Jeep and doesn't know doesn't the secret way. Exactly, that's happened before. That has too. happened yeah. a lot. Or he gets in his own vehicle that's not a Jeep, and the kids have told me that he's learned the Jeep wave, and then he does a Jeep wave not in a Jeep. That should be a pet That's just peeve. my natural wave. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's my natural wave. The Jeep wave is my natural wave. But I will tell you the first time sidebar that mm -hmm. I 
they I drove your you vehicle. People yeah. are waving to me left and right. I'm yeah. like, man, I feel like a celebrity in yeah. this thing. Like, how do people know what I'm driving because that's not my normal car? And then, of course, later I found out there's a wave it's, and people yeah. were waving at me because they were in the Jeep and their yeah. Jeep. And they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we're Jeep people. Yeah, we're fun. awesome. And I didn't really know the Jeep wave. Yeah, that's such a so. side tangent. But between the fun Jeep Wrangler wave and duck duck jeeping right now it's a fun time to be a jeep owner i'm just gonna say that yes um what else do i not us like more mere are, are us mere mortals do not understand the jeep thing it's just a fun lifestyle brand and it's just good stuff um hmm what else do i not like oh here's what i don't like when you're in a car can it be as a passenger sure windshield wiper okay. drivers well, yes go ahead episode eight of season one you guys know Listen Julie doesn't like one. Julie doesn't like when I drive and I have my windshield wipers on higher than they need to be or if or, it's spitting rain she doesn't like that she mm-hmm. thinks she should be able to s- just look through the droplets and still be able to drive without the windshield wipers so just so you know people if you're in the car and Julie's in the passenger seat you better have the appropriate windshield wiper speed on Otherwise, there could be problems. Yeah, yeah. You need to know when to use the tools you have. The other thing would be, <laughs> in the passenger side, it's really hard for me when I'm in a vehicle and someone's riding the car in front of me really closely. Oh, yeah. I do not like when that happens. Yeah, you yeah. don't like that. That freaks me out. I've been in a car accident before. I've been in a couple um, that were not my fault, but the one that had, um, a f- you were not in the car, but... A few of us uh, checked out in the hospital and had to ride the ambulance, and it was a scary day. Yeah. Um, I still have, like, some leftover stuff from that that I still get, like, flashbacks or whatever. Yeah. So um, I also struggle with tractor trailers being nearby. It always feels like they're coming over. I often feel like a, a truck is, anytime there's a bigger vehicle than mine, and they don't, they seem to be driving slightly recklessly, my defenses are up. So... I also just don't like driving around large tractor trailers um, or trucks because a truck T-boned us a long time ago when mm. Lawson was little. So, um, yeah, I, I I have lots, but those are a few. I'll, I'll stop at that. Okay, those are good. That's a good list. I had I had two of those on there. Um, uh, turn signals was on my list and erratic drivers that you just, I mean, we, we were driving last night and these two cars were playing. Yeah cat and mouse kind of thing one would go fast and slow and they kept passing each other and we were behind him and i said to julie i'm like these two are these two are going to have an accident mm-hmm. i can just you can feel it you can see it because your defenses are up because one we're seeing it they're right in front of too. us yeah. but also we know that's dumb those are young kids doing stupid stuff on the road and it's just a matter of time before somebody you know just does something stupid and then boom you know there's an accident uh, you know, we didn't follow them long enough to see how that outcome came, uh, you know, came about, but I could, we could see it. Mm-hmm. So erratic driving, um, no, no turn signals. Um, I think another pet peeve of mine is when there's traffic and it's like, okay, merge left, you know, single lane and everybody's merging over, but you have that one or two cars that they're like, you know what? I'm going to wait to the last possible second. Right. So I'm going to do 
97 miles an hour on the right-hand side. We're going to pass everybody that just merged over, Mm -hmm. and then they're going to try to nudge their way in. It happens all the time. And I cannot stand that. It's like I'm more important than all of you people. Mm -hmm. All you people get in line. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm going to go up to the front and merge in that way. And, you know, you feel like... You feel like saying, all right, timeout. We need a Zach Morris timeout. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's a thing. Zach Morris timeout. And they just op- open the door and be like, okay, where are you going? Like, right. what's what's up? Is there some sort of emergency <laughs> that we don't know about? Or are you like, um, you know, like a pope or something? Or, you know, Secret Service? Or like, where are you going that it's more important than the rest of us? And, you know, if it's legit, fine. Put your, um, if you have a pregnant woman in the car. Put your hazards, hazards on, on. Yeah. and and go. But these people don't do that, no. you know. And I've seen this on on highways before, where it's it's you know wall to wall people, two lanes, three lanes, and people are going up the um, the medium uh, median on the right or the left side, and they don't have their hazards on, and they're just it's usually one person, it's usually a male, he's usually in a you know like younger and or or some dude in a business suit and he's just going like i am more important than all of you all of you peons this waiting stuff is for you i am now the king of the world and i must pass all of you and you know i've seen i've seen tractor trailers and big trucks they'll just go in the median and just just go at the same pace everybody else is to prevent that stuff i've done that a handful of times and it's kind of dangerous because the median, you don't know what kind of... Um, you mean like the... You're talking about the, the either the shoulder of the road? Yes, I'm talking about the shoulder. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, but the the shoulder, yeah, I've seen that um, on, on the right side or the left side. And I've done that before too, where I'm like, I make eye contact with the car beside me. Like, hey, I'm going to go over so nobody can pass us. And it usually happens after a whole bunch of people have passed. Right. And everybody's just fed up with it. And like, mm-hmm. okay... I'll go, save my spot, you're going to let me back in, but we're going to everybody's going to go at the same speed and no one's going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to block that because I'm just tired of that. Right. You can wait like everybody else yeah. because you're not special, okay? Right? Your mom might have said you're special, but as a driver in this instant when everybody else is waiting, yeah. you're going to wait too. Let's all be equals on the yeah. road. Yeah. But Come you on. hate to do that because if there is a real emergency mm-hmm. and, you know, like they can't get by, but Anyway, that's that's a thing. So I think, you know, the turn signal thing, definitely, you know, passing everybody on the highway. And my third thing, my third thing is people that take up multiple parking places when they park. Oh, yeah, you do. hate. I that. cannot yeah. handle that. Like pickup trucks do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or and, fancy and, sports cars. Well, or... it's one thing to pull in and you're a little over the line. Okay. All right. Well, this person has trouble driving. Okay. That's one thing. But when you pull in and you're like, you know, you pull in at like a 45 degree angle, you take two parking places. Or if you've ever been in a big parking parking lot, like old school, you, you take up four parking places. Okay, so you not only do you take up the two left and right, but then you pull forward so nobody can get in front of or back of you. Like, I don't understand why you feel like whatever vehicle you're driving needs that much space right. where you don't want anyone around you. And if that's the case, go to the end of the parking lot, go all the way f- as far as you can away from the building and you can park any way that you want. But if the parking lot is even remotely busy and and maybe it's even half full, park like all the rest of us human beings, park like a normal, and I feel like, you know what I want to do? I feel like I just want to just wait right outside. Uh, and just wait till that person comes up and they get in their car. And I just want to say, hey, sir, 
Because it's usually a sir. It's usually a dude. It's usually a young dude, 20s, not stereotyping, but, you know, they, they, you know, they, they think they're more important than everybody else. And I just want to say, hey, where did you learn how to drive? What, what, what driving school did you go to? Because I would like to make a donation to that school to get some better instructors. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm all fired up today. Yeah. Yeah. You jump right into that one. But yeah, there's a lot. There's yeah. A lot. See, my blood pressure's up now. All yeah. right. Well, hey, I'm going to jump into the next one. <laughs> so in my office this past week, I had a student who pops in all the time and she just said to me, is this your dream job? And like a reflex answer, I said, no. <laughs> um, and I and I responded her to her when she said that. I was like, no. And I said, I think we're all trying to find our dream job, right? And she kind of looked at me and like nodded. And uh, it, it leads me to the question, in general, are you working your dream job? Yes. And you said it with a reflex. That was a quick yes. Give me a couple quick answers of why. Well... I read somewhere that if you can have purpose behind your your job, mm-hmm. be creative, yeah, keep you in shape, mm-hmm. and be financially secure, that's, that's that's basically the makings of a dream job. Mm, that's good. So for me, just very simply, I get to do all those things. You know, I get to influence lives and pour into people. Um, I get to be creative with what, I mean, we just did the Chick-fil-A nugget party for our little <laughs> dragons class over the weekend. It was so much fun. And we had our mascot there and we did free, um, you know, little gifts for everybody. We did pictures. We did a dance party. I mean, these are for four five and six year olds. That's a, that's to me. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Like Inspiring, that was creative. That was yeah. huge. Yeah. And then of course, you know, because of that, I get to speak and, um, you know, it's a lot of work, but sure. what dream isn't? Yeah. Oh, that's so good, Rick. I mean, you're yeah, you're not so gonna good. just wake up and be like, "Hey, everything is great today, and I get to be a whatever," and then not work at it because. Yeah. But but the work is different. You know, I'll work a ninety hour work week, and it doesn't feel like ninety hours. But if I had to work ninety hours doing something I hated, oh my gosh, I'd hate every mm-hmm. hour. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I'm trying to be very simplistic here because I, I could talk two hours about it, but you know, for me, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I figured you would say that, yeah, I'm living my dream job and mine was a quick reflex where I was like, mm, no, I don't think I don't, I, I said no. And then I said, I think we're all trying to find our dream job. And she was like, kind of, you know, like looked at me funny and then I had to change the subject to get things rolling. <laughs> But it made me think like, okay, how would I answer? Okay, what's the dream job? And you gave a really quick four-point synopsis that I think is spot on. And some of them overlap. But mine were, you know, how do you know it is? And for me, I was like, it's following where God leads is the first thing. Doing something creative. Inspiring people. Being authentically myself. And for me personally, involving young professionals is something I love. I love mentoring younger people than myself lifting female voices and being able to be there for you and for our kids. If I can do those things, I think that collectively is a dream job. And there are parts of my creative work that are check, check, check. I get to do all those things, but where I'm at in higher ed at the moment, 
I very quickly was like, no. So yeah, I think that's an interesting question. When a young person asks you that, you do have to be very transparent because you do not want to set them up for, you know, kind of falsities in the future that they're building up in their brain. Well, here's the other thing too. A lot of people equate money with success. Oh, do they ever? And that's, that's a whole other topic that we could get into later. But, you know, there's lots of ways to make money. Yeah. The only problem is that sometimes it's not what fuels you. Mm -hmm. It's not what gets you out of the bed in the morning when you don't feel like it. Right, right. Because making a difference is going to do that. Yeah, exactly. Money not necessarily will. Yeah. Because money's tangible. It comes, it goes. And, you know, you've got to have some sort of deeper calling that pulls you out of bed when the alarm goes off, when you didn't get a lot of sleep, when you don't feel like doing great greatness today. Right. Yeah. You know? So I think when you talk about a dream job, I mean, you have to feel that. Right. You have to feel that in your soul. Yeah. You have to get up without an alarm clock. You have to go to work and you would do it whether you made money or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good test of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard thing. But uh, yeah, I think it's good. All right, Juliana, I'm going to give you a really thinker. Okay. Th- I'm going to give you a thinker today. I told you I'm bringing the heat today. Right. I'm bringing the heat. Bring it, Richard. Okay. You ready? All right. What character trait do you see or admire in other people that you wish you had more of? There are two words that jump into my head. One is empathy and the other is patience dash tolerance. Because I don't tolerate certain things very easily. And I'm not talking about differences in people. I, I am a pretty inclusive human. But... Uh, I don't tolerate stupid things <laughs> really well. Um, like when people make just everyday things that are not thoughtful of other people. Think beyond yourself is something I say. So that drives me bananas. Working in high red as long as I have, I used to work in a situation where you either specialize working in first time students. So students in their first year of college. Or you worked uh, helping transfer students acclimate. And I knew my sweet spot was not working with transfer students because they were so set in their ways and usually had some speed bumps and some things to work out. And I was usually not the most empathetic person in the office. Not usually. I wasn't the most empathetic person in the office. Um, So I have worked on my empathy muscle over the years. I am still working on it. So I see that in other people. In fact, the, uh, the person that was responsible for transfers she is a very empathetic human. It was very quick to kind of sense, all right, boy, this person's been through this and that. And, oh, they've hopped over to you know three different schools in a couple years. And, and I would jokingly say, but there was definitely some truth in it. I would say the sentence, well, if they started here, meaning at that university in the first place, we wouldn't have this mess. I'd say stuff like that. So Um, I'm not great at empathy. I do admire that in other people being incredibly empathetic to other people's situations and needs and not jumping to, well, they, they could have had it all sorted out. I'm really not good at that. Um, well, can I, can I, yeah, you may like put something in here. Sure. I think one of the reasons why, um, that you're not as empathetic as you could be is because you have your guard up. Mm. And I think you're a very guarded person. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for you to let your guard down and trust, hey, 
is this person actually telling me the truth or are they trying to snowball me? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's probably... I guarantee that's, that's, exactly that's one of the reasons because I'm kind of the same way. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm maybe probably a little more empathetic than you are, you are, but I think that one of the reasons why that's a hard thing for mm-hmm. you to see mm-hmm. is because you've got your guard up and I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's just how I'm made, but I think empathy is one of the top things that pops in my brain and um, just, yeah, just tolerance for... To me, some things that come very natural or very normal and people don't have those skill sets, I don't have the patience sometimes to deal with that. Where I'm like, are you serious? And then I have to peel back the layers. And authentically, someone could have you know, a behavioral disorder or could have a certain cognitive challenge and I wasn't aware of it. It takes me a little longer for that to click in and have mm. the empathy that I just naturally have to work to to get so yeah how about you that's great that you know that about yourself Mm -hmm. as well i i know me better than anybody and uh i will tell you that i have a hard time relaxing Mm -hmm. i do have a hard time relaxing so i really admire people and if you're one of these people i admire you that if you can just say you know what we are doing literally nothing today and we are gonna just binge watch xyz all day we're not going to go anywhere we're not going to get out of our pajamas we're not going to brush our teeth we're just going to just sit here snuggle on the couch and do nothing i really admire people you like do? <laughs> do you really i admire you're I, not throwing any shade no as no the kids say. i admire you because i can't do that like i i i try <laughs> i try i've done that maybe twice in my life mm-hmm. okay and once we've talked about our previous episode in virginia during COVID where I'm like, I'm not, we're not doing anything. Yeah. And that was, that's why I remember it because you yeah. know, it yeah. was so special, yeah. but I admire people that can just check out and just not do anything yeah. like nothing on the list. Nothing. I can do that better than you can. I sure. cannot. Yeah. I can't handle that. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm one of those people where like I, and I see it pretty much every Sunday is when we come in, in from church, we eat lunch. It's like, okay, we got to get all of our stuff, for the next day, I'm putting out all my clothes, getting out all my running gear, putting out all the stuff that needs to happen. Okay, we've got to do this. I've got to make a deposit. I've got to this and this and this and this and this. And I cannot relax until, until done all, of, all of that stuff is done because I don't want to do it at 8 30, 9 30, 10 30, 11 o'clock that night or first thing Monday morning because I feel like that's not a really good way to start the week. So, all you people out there that can relax and enjoy life just a little bit more. I admire, I admire you for the time where you can just sit and just veg because I, I struggle with that. I'm not built yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're all built differently, honey. Yes. All right. I have a futuristic parenting question to yes. close out my questions for the week. Yes. I don't even have to look at my notes on this one because it's been on my heart and on my mind. I've been around some teenagers of our friends lately and ob- observing some teenage boys I'm not talking like 13 14 I'm talking like 17 18 and it made me think recently are there any future milestones or just day-to-day things you're looking forward to when our kids become teenagers hmm well hormones would definitely not be on the list yeah, I can today's tell you that. all the positive stuff <laughs> like in in from 13 to to 19 oh, what are man. the things that you're like oh that that's going to be cool when they're that age because i can blank okay. or they can yeah blank. i yeah. think driving mm. um although the training for that is going to be very scary i would say 
I won't say dances because that's kind of like, I think I go right to my daughter on that and dressing up and going with boys and that's, I'm not ready for that. Um, I think um, summer vacation when they're old enough to be there but make their own memories and remember their experience. I think that's going to be fun. Obviously, graduation is going to be really cool. Um, but also just tear jerking, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is the end of X, Y, and Z in school. Um, I think you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So some of these things, you know, if you're an older parent of older kids, you're like, oh yeah, that's good. Oh, driving. (laughs) Oh yeah, they're not going to, they're going to hate that. Or, you know, um, or going to college. Oh my gosh, they're going to, you're going to be so upset and so lonely and things. And these are very valid, valid um, points, you know, to potentially think about, but I, th- I think, you know, first boyfriend and girlfriend, I think those are things that are exciting, you know, but also terrifying as a, an adult, you know, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't really want to, I don't want to look ahead. Go there. I don't want to look ahead because well, it's scary. I was trying to think of like, what are the cool things? And, and my favorite way you answered was thinking of family vacation when our kids are old enough to kind of roam about a little bit and then come back when we're like hey we're having dinner at 6 30 make sure you meet up after you're like done with all your friends you made at the beach or whatever you know like I can I can see that that little bit of freedom you give and that'll be cool instead of constantly being like okay what are they doing when they have their activities they have their snack did this one do that yeah we're we're approaching slowly that season but Mm. I was trying to think of some fun things and I think you might light up when you think about this one one of mine is really, really a small thing, but it's kind of a cool thing. Sharing movies yes. that are age appropriate that we love that yes. they are not able to watch yet. Yes. That popped in my head. I'm like, man, the day I can sit down with Dylan and watch Clueless, that'll be a really fun day. Yeah. You know, so it's like that not they're not in the age appropriate for movies that we could like do a throwback. I That's think, a good one. Cause you love movies and I thought, yeah. Oh, you're going to really love showing him some of your movies and you know, Dylan joining in and watching like Jurassic park or something. like, I think that that'll be yeah. fun for you. So yeah, that was one. And then, um, Oh, I had another one. Shoot. Okay. I do have to look at my notes for this one. Oh, the other one that I had for them when they get older is really just a continuation of what we're enjoying now. And that is watching them continue to follow their passions and the sports and activities they're in. So like, you know, watching Lawson play varsity soccer at his high school, that I think was going to be really cool. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to forecast what he's going to do. I mean, I'm just saying if he follows the path he's on now, that very well could be something that we do. And I feel like that would be really fun. And the other one with D is watching her continue in her acting, um, career seems like too formal of a word but it you know doing acting and um just honing in on who she is as a performer and and watching that so yeah um yeah those two things i was like yeah adult movie or you know not adult movies those are good <laughs> like older movies and then watching them pursue their passions those more. are really good i was yeah. thinking like life moments as far as like milestones mm-hmm. and you were thinking about the little things so that's yeah that's definitely good yeah, yeah. it's good 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 uh, bouncing ping pong off yeah. of each other that we didn't have the same things Absolutely, either. Absolutely, yeah. All right, well, we're to the time in our podcast today to bring up 
the couch crumbs, couch crumbs. the crummy things that happened this week. The couch crumbs. Julie, you get to go first. What is your couch crumb of the week? Well, mine is that it's a your traveling week. Um, sometimes you are gone for a day or you have work stuff or whatever, but I, it's, I'm going to keep it really simple. I'm just going to have moments where I miss you this week. So that's my couch crumb. It's kind of a futuristic couch crumb, but there you go. Well, that's sweet. Yeah. Well, it's true. That's sweet. Just, yeah. I mean, it hasn't, it's, I know I did it retroactively, but it's, it's fresh on my heart and my mind. Well, do you know that, you know, they sell these pillows. Like, have you ever seen this? Like, it's a, like a big pillow that's supposed to be like a human. So when, you know, I guess your spouse goes away okay. and you miss them. You put the pillow in the bed and you can snuggle with the pillow yeah. and it like it, you can heat it up and stuff like, have you ever seen that? Uh, it feels creepy. <laughs> I'm not in on that. Sorry. I'm just saying like, because sometimes you don't sleep when I I'm don't beside sleep you well. because yeah, I don't sleep there's well. the empty bed, but mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like if I could, you know, I could stuff some pillows in there Yeah. and you know, no, it's just like your presence. I like, you know, there are days where literally Dee said to me the other day, she's like, I kind of miss dad. I feel like I haven't seen him lately. I go, girl, I feel like I haven't <laughs> seen your dad in two and a half days, but I know he's been here because <laughs> he has slept next to me in the eve. Like I, I know he's there. Yeah. And so because that's been the season we're in lately and I know you have to travel this week, mm. I'm already anticipating that I'm going to miss you and I'm not going to sleep very well. That's well sweet. And that's my couch. Crying. That is sweet. Yeah. And I will miss you too. I will miss you too. Yes. That's a good couch crumb. I, I That couch crumb makes me smile. I Thank can you. T- I can see it. Yeah. All right. So my couch crumb is that I have a full marathon that I'm running in two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Two and a half weeks and I'm breaking a personal PR. I'm saying it right here. I'm doing it. It's ER or PR. That's what they runners say. Oh, so that's where I'm at right now. And I went through what they call... The, uh, the gauntlet this week, which is the most miles you run in training for a marathon. So I ran in an eight-day stretch, nine-day stretch, over 65 miles, Ugh. okay? And I ran 23 last Friday. Yeah. So my couch crumb is not that I'm sore, not that I have blisters, not that my legs felt like a baby giraffe when I got done. No, none of that is my couch crumb because all of that is, is a necessity for success, okay? My couch crumb is that when you get done running that many miles, you don't want to eat. Your body's yeah, just you not, it's famished, it's depleted, but your body's not like, mm, I'm going to go hit up, get up, hit up a, a steak joint or something, right? You just, you just don't want to eat. So I had to force myself to get some soup force myself to hydrate and and try to get my electrolytes and and salt levels back up. But that night after teaching one private lesson, so I I did did the run, one private lesson, three little dragons classes and an intro class, age seven through 12. By that point, I was hungry. So I called my good friend at Giuseppe's Italian restaurant. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. His name's Mr. Mark. I said, Mark, what time do you guys close? And Mark said, and I quote, whenever you leave. Hmm. Okay, so that's a prop your feet up by that human being right there. Should get, he needs a hug and some roses, okay? <laughs> and I know Valentine's Day just happened, but I'm telling you, this man needs something. So I said, you know, hey, I can't get there until this time. He's like, no big deal. I said, you want me to pre-order my food so it's ready to make it go faster, that kind of thing. 
And so he said, you know, what's the, what's the occasion? I said, I, I am hungry. I want to eat whatever. You just bring the pasta. I want to do pasta. I want to do some meat. I want to do some of that good bread you have, salad. You just bring it, okay? Because I have burned about 4,000 calories that day, uh, and I'm ready. So they start bringing the food, and I start eating, and because I'm so hungry, I'm so famished. But about halfway through, my body's like, "Dude, this is too much, too fast," mm. and I couldn't enjoy uh, my meal. So yeah. my couch crumb is after all that. The the the, the owner he stayed up later for me. We the only, uh, I took Lawson. Lawson and I were the only ones in the restaurant, yeah. in the entire restaurant. The wait staff is just so they're just doting. They're just you know all over us and and that kind of thing. And I couldn't enjoy my food, but oh, it stinks. Yeah, bad for not being able to enjoy yeah. your good food. But thumbs up for local business yeah. owners supporting local business exactly. owners. Exactly, and that's yeah. why. Listen, that's why you've got to shop local. That's why I make connections with these people. These are their livelihoods depend on their passion, right? Which mm-hmm. is the restaurant or selling vacuum cleaners, whatever they're doing. But also that they, they're empathetic in most cases because they know what it's like when, to have the yeah, end of a long day. They yeah. know, they know. So anyway, shout out to Mark, Giuseppe's Restaurant. You're awesome. Thank you so much. The food was good, but I, yeah, it was good. But that's my couch crumb. You didn't get to enjoy it all the way. I didn't, and I ate as much as I could. There were no leftovers, but. All right. Well, you ready for my prop your feet up? I am. Okay. Mine is going to sound, well, you know what? I kind of don't care how it sounds. I'm just going to say it. Well, the rest of us are going to be empathetic to, okay. to your prop your feet up. My prop your feet up is that the second round of indoor winter soccer season leading into the spring is upon us. Yes. And it was the first game of the season. It was a Saturday. In order to get to the game, you would have had to leave the house at 8 o'clock on Saturday. Okay? Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, my husband gives me a kiss on the cheek and says, like, I got it kind of thing. Like, I'm going to go take take our son to indoor soccer. And had told me, and, you know, I slept in on Saturday until 845. And I missed his first indoor soccer game of the season. And here's my prop your feet up. I did not feel bad about it. I did not have mom guilt about it. And it is thanks to your support and a very good friend of mine who shared with me because she has two children that are one's in high school and one's long grown. And she said to me long time ago, when it comes to balancing, going to kids activities and, you know, kind of your overall wellness, she would always remind me, you can't pour into your family if you're empty. And that was a moment where starting to feel empty. I wake up early every day. It was Saturday. I got to have an extra two hours of sleep more than I usually do. And that was such a gift. And my prop is that I'm at that point of my parenting that I don't have to be at every single thing to equate that to being a good mom. So that's Mm. my prop. That's called growth people. Yeah. And I said, do you go back to sleep? I said, and I was able to fall back asleep. And I'm you never are. No. You never are. But I'm that's up, really I'm good. Up. Yeah. So that was my problem. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. to fill you in, um, they did wrangle me in to coach again, which. <laughs> are you assistant coaching right now? Sidebar. Okay. I've never played soccer. No. But I am coaching. That hasn't stopped you from coaching baseball either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to play it. Yeah. Okay. But you're good with kids. You're inspiring and they like having you there, I think. Yeah. Plus you'll do it. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, he'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I'm there. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, but our son did score. He played well. He yeah. played hard. The team, the team won. So I guess it was a good morning. Good. Yeah. yeah. It was a good way to start a Saturday. Okay. My prop your feet up is that uh, last week I tested for my brown belt with black stripe in the Hockley Collie system, which basically is, uh, it's Collie is like stick fighting. Mm -hmm. It's uh, like weaponry and and knife stuff and sword stuff, really cool stuff. I think I've talked about it before Mm -hmm. on the pod. But uh, yeah, I tested for the rank just before black belt level. And if everything goes smooth, I will be testing for my black belt in a second martial art, something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I'll be, I'll be doing that in June. So, uh, it'll be a private test and I'm excited about it. It's going to be a lot of work, a lot of prep work, a lot of, uh, diligent hours of, of training, but, uh, I'm up for the task. I'm up for the challenge. And that was the day before I ran my 23 miles. So it was a busy week last week. Your prop your feet up is that you have a huge achievement that you're about to do with the marathon. And then when you're done that, you have another achievement waiting for you. And that is very Enneagram three of you. And that is very Rick of you. And your, your prop is that you get to achieve. Well, and you like that. And before That's that, good. between those two things, yeah. I have a book coming out in you May. sure do. That's right. End of May, my book, Kickstarting Confident Leaders is coming out. That's right. That's the name of my book. And I'm pumped about it. We're in the final design stages right now of the cover, back cover. Everything is finished on the book. It's ready to go. I'm just waiting on a couple key pieces to get it out, people. It's coming. And you will know as soon as I know when it's coming out because this was supposed to happen in the fall last year. But a couple things uh, fell through that uh, I was waiting on. But now it is the real deal. End of May coming out. That's between the marathon and the black belt test. So, and guys, he's smiling. <laughs> he does get joy from that. So Let's it go. is smile. It Let's is. Go. It is not like oh, that's a lot. It's a smile. Like yeah, this is cool. But so. here, but here's the thing. Like to me, yes, it's going to be work, but it's not a lot of work. Right. So right. anyway. Well, guys, we hope you've enjoyed another week with us on the Victory Couch. We look forward to any stories you have to tell us about your achievements, things you're celebrating, things you're excited about. Send us a message over on any platform you really want. Feel free to find all of our links in the show notes. And I want to mention something I shared on our socials this week, which is you can leave us a voicemail, which is really cool. It goes straight to us. And we could potentially feature it in a future show of The Victory Couch. So if you are interested in just telling us something quick, making us smile, making us think if you want, like we make you, just take a look in our show notes. Click the link that says to send us a message. Well, guys, I think that's about it. Until then, go ahead out there, inspire others, be a light, and we will see you next time on The Victory Couch. See you guys. Have a great week. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on the Victory Couch.